Hello and welcome to the Final Shots podcast, a place where we talk about sports, movies and everything in between. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we just finished watching the Phoenix Suns versus the Clippers. So let's get to it, shall we? Well, actually, I was asleep, so... <laughs> well, that was a part of the plan. <laughs> we are just meant to go with it, but okay. Um... So tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I mean, I know who won. Yeah, so... I woke Tara... up and I was like, tell me the good news, James. Tell me the good news. So Tara is now the biggest Phoenix Sun fan I know. Yeah, uh... probably the biggest Phoenix Sun fan ever. Or at least, you know... The best thing. Yeah, but sometimes sleep is more important than your team. I think I'm cursed. I don't think it's good for me to watch the games. So let's give just a little background. Clippers haven't got Kawhi, so already the Suns got a bit of bonus. But there was there was controversy because CP3, Chris Paul, the third, uh, he got into COVID protocol, so he hasn't he didn't play in the first two games. So they played three games. It, it was two on up before I watched the game today, which I watched on League Pass. And so, long story short, Phoenix won up 3-1, which ah. is an amazing position to be in. People thought they may just get into the playoffs, but now they might even get to the final. What are your might thoughts? Might or will, James. Might or will. Will. There we go. At, at, That's at what we the like. The position now it, it is will. Um, Bad. I'm, I would... Probably guess Clippers might get the next game, but Phoenix will finish it in six games. So you are a Clippers anti fan, aren't you, James? So this is this is good news for you, even if you're uh, not a Phoenix. Yeah, fan. I mean, look right now. So the other two teams, which we'll touch upon later, are uh, the Bucks and Atlanta Hawks. So those two are in the East Finals, and I just would rather anyone but the Clippers win out those four. <laughs> to be honest. A lot of entitlement in that team mm. is what I feel. I feel like your opinion of the Clippers is similar to your opinion of Tottenham, you know? I mean, I hate Tottenham a lot more oh, than no, Chelsea? Clippers. I feel like we decided Chelsea was a good comparison. Yeah, I think... So, I don't think everybody hates the Clippers. But the Clippers were this team where, before Kawhi and PG joined, actually had a good sort of... Morale performance against Golden State Warriors, arguably the best team ever to play basketball. And then they traded for Kawhi and PG. And what that was, they then just assumed they would win. And it backfired last year, because mm. obviously they didn't, right? And So the cockiness of it. Yeah, it's just mm. so cocky, unwarranted. Like It isn't like uh, as if they were... I mean, I guess this is lesser in the NBA, but a player who's been with that franchise for like, say, five years, been building up together and then bringing success. They came to Los Angeles, assumed they'd win because they're amazing. And, you know, it is a great team, but I just don't like the sort of, the vibe and the sort of culture, let's, mm. shall we say, that the Clippers express to the world. <laughs> We are lucky that our one listener is not a basketball fan <laughs> because I feel like uh, if if we had a bigger base, that they would come for us, James. They would come for us. Pitchforks out. Well, I mean, look. <laughs> you've declared war now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like they're gonna make it to the final, so I'm sure they'll be sulking about something else anyway. But to be fair, on the Clippers, you know, you're saying Kawhi wasn't there, you know, so I mean, it would make sense for Phoenix Suns to win the game. In the last couple of games, when Kawhi wasn't there, they have really pulled it out. 
Yeah. They've been doing great. I was a little nervous for this game, not going to lie. And to be honest, I'm still a little nervous for the next game. I mean, I have complete faith, but who knows? So Kawhi's the best player for the Clippers and, you know, one of the top players in the league. So it's a big loss, but honestly, they've been fantastic. They have been, they've responded well in his absence. Reggie Jackson has taken the second mantle, mm. best player in a way. So he's probably going to get a lot of money. And then, you know, not play as good as he is now, such as Sport and PG being the, you know, the lead guy. But when PG's your lead guy, 3-1 is what happens. So it's looking good for the Suns. And in terms of the actual game, it was actually really close. Can you tell but me who PG is? PG-13 is Paul George. I was thinking that and then I got confused with Chris Paul and then oh, it was a... <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning, guys. I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there. At least it wasn't a Suns player that you didn't know, right? Yeah, of course. But looking great, and just touch upon the other half, I think right now it's uh, 1-1 with Hawks and Bucks. So looking... Well, actually... Could go either way. Well, the last game, Bucks destroyed the Hawks, maybe to 30, 40 point gap. Um, But it's one of those where you're already down that low, it's just going to get a bit worse. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, exciting times. Next time we record a podcast, I expect... Phoenix Suns to be in the final. I think they almost probably will have won the campaign, if you get what I'm saying. Any Phoenix Suns fans? Oh there. no. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Is that a good place to move on? Then? Yeah, I, I think so. So moving on to maybe a bit more sport. You know, it is a sports and movies podcast after all. Mm-hmm. Let's touch upon a bit of the Euros. Um, Friday was it? Friday we watched the no Thursday, we watched the France Portugal game. Oh, yes, that was a game. Tell me more about, you know, how you felt, whether you enjoyed, was it exciting? Maybe not exciting. It was Wednesday, actually, I do apologise. <laughs> Need to get the facts straight, James. <laughs> this is where people come for their news. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, we've been watching some Euros games. We have. Uh, watching a couple of the England games, you know, watching a couple of... Basically, nothing too exciting has happened. Yeah. You know, there's been some good games. But nothing like this. This was an amazing day. And it was France v Portugal, who were both of James's favourites, if podcasts from uh, listeners from last So obviously you guys know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, when you say favourites, you mean I thought they would go... They're the favourites for the tournament, right? Not I like them particularly. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're they're fine. Um, But what was amazing about this game... So it ended up 2-2, three penalties. So you know what? Penalties doesn't mean an exciting game. And oh, but also, they were... <sighs> but what it was, it was the drama. It was the storylines within these games. So to lay out the bit of the foundation, last game of the group stage, France v Portugal, Germany v Hungary. The standings were four points for France, uh, three points for Portugal, three points for Germany, and Hungary with one point. So, you know... France, Portugal, Germany, powerhouses. You know, Power. everybody knows France is good at football. <laughs> Maybe not Portugal, but like just in general, you know. Germany, yeah. you know. Right? I mean, Portugal's got some good players. They, they are your favourite player decent. of all time? He's not my favourite player of all time, but he was someone I considered to be the best for a good while and then come to realise Leo Messi is probably the best. But, you know, he's a good looker, isn't he? He's got just, that for him. Just to be clear, we're talking about Ronaldo, right? 
Oh, I think the listeners know you. <laughs> as diehards. You know. So what was amazing is France took the lead. Mm-hmm. And actually Germany, uh, not Germany, Hungary scored early. What that meant was Portugal was leaving the top competition, right? And But that was very unexpected. Hungary, Germany, that should have been easy, right? Exactly, exactly. And Portugal essentially were in each position of the group. They became first, they came second, they came third, they came fourth. <laughs> Drama. Just throughout that whole Drama. game. Exactly. 90 minutes of, oh, shit. Exactly. And you could see people in the stands checking their phones, see what was happening in Hungary. like. And then Ronaldo equalised it. Then France took 2-1 again, right? Mm. Germany scored, so great. Now we've got Germany, France and Portugal going through again. Hungary scored straight away again. Amazing. Amazing. And then Germany got a last minute goal. And so it ended up France top, Germany second, Portugal third. So that means Germany plays who, Tara? Oh, two world wars and one world wars. (laughs) What do you think? England or Germany? Who will win? Interesting you say that, so... I mean, to be fair, Hungary almost beat them. That was, that was good, like, a good try by Hungary. I felt bad for them. Yeah. They really, really tried. Any other group with those performances, they might have got further, but they, they were in a group of death. But I, I made this point... A <laughs> group of death! Du, du, du. But I made this point, or just think about it. For the country of Hungary... Um, Playing these powerhouses, watching your team play, mm. um, is amazing. You you just saw your team play against Germany, France, Portugal. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I would touch, and I don't really want to mention it too much, but there were a few sort of issues with Hungary regarding sort of <laughs> yeah. fl- LGBT flags and stuff, which, you know, we're definitely pro for always just sharing that awareness and just... You know, yeah, I mean, the politics time, so. of Hungary is not, is not something yeah, we agree with on this channel. <laughs> we're just talking about football here right yeah. now. So, sorry, back to the Germany and England game. I was saying so much. England might not want to finish top because they'll finish, they'll play the second place of the, uh, of what, um, of this group of death. But if they finish second, they may have played someone bit easier right mm. but it turns out i'm looking at the bracket now tara if england beat germany they're in the half of the bracket that includes sweden ukraine wales denmark netherlands czech republic as in they play those people or they don't play those no people? those are the teams they could play in their path okay, to the final yeah, yeah, yeah. what i mean is so so the, so the bracket has now become this half and this bracket has become this half. For listeners out there, just Google it. <laughs> exactly, right? What I'm trying to say is, if England beat Germany, they should get to the final. Mad! Could it be coming home? If you said England were playing Ukraine, Sweden, Wales, Denmark, Netherlands or Czech Republic, I think you think England could be favourites. And England might be slight favourites against Germany. Mm, I don't know. Honest. I don't know what I think. Because obviously, it's been a year. And I feel like this could feel nice in this country. However, from birth, I've been groomed to hate England. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I support Germany. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Tuesday, mm. five o'clock. Mm. Um, obviously, as we record it, we know Wales have been knocked out. And uh, what other game was on yesterday? Oh, well, Italy went through against Austria, which was, you know, a lot closer than we thought. But Italy continue marching on. And... 
they are on their tough bracket because Italy now play the winner of Portugal or Belgium. Why that's significant is we, if listeners remember, of course you remember, we have a bet going on. Well, Italy <laughs> off Portugal. Well, first it was who will win the tournament as maybe a choice. And I said Portugal will go through further and Italy will go further. So Tara's choice is covered. They're at least further now. And I told her something wrong um, yesterday, but if Portugal beat Belgium, Italy play, play Portugal. Yeah. In the next round. Yeah. That is massive. That is the Final that's, Shots podcast derby. We, I feel like we need a live streamer. Uh, we, we I think we may. <laughs> we may. Live podcast, q and I put literally every pound I have on Italy. That is okay. what... That's, well, I mean, not, not literally. I'm definitely not going to actually bet any money, but, you know, if I wanted to, I would. <laughs> but let's, let's see if Portugal even get through Belgium. It will be a very tough Yeah, I opposition. don't think they will, but I kind of hope they I do. Hope, so hope we, so we get, get our derby. Yeah, yeah. Euro's been exciting. Is it coming home? You know what? We shall see. I it... think it's coming home for the Italians, and I'm oh. very excited for them. <laughs> but no, honestly, the Euros, I've, you know, it's slowly getting into it, but it's been amazing. I'm so ready to follow it, watch it. After this year, it's just nice to have tournament football, where yeah. you just... Think about nations like yeah, France v Germany. Great, let's let's watch this magnificent game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the sports section of our Thank podcast. Thank God. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. But we have been watching a lot of sports. Yeah. Like a lot of sports recently, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Well. I'm just worried that you know what started as a podcast with someone who knows sports and someone who doesn't is now going to just be about two experts because I'm mm. getting to that level, James. You I'm mean when the level. apprentice surpasses the master? <laughs> that day will come. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. But yes, my section. So I've got kind of some small sections today. Lots of little bits, Great. you know, like a little platter. Ah, <laughs> love me a little um, tapas. That'd be lovely. Exactly, but dim sum. Um, but let's start with uh, what we've actually just finished watching. Yes, Shadow and Bone on Netflix. On Netflix. Uh, for those who don't know, Shadow and Bone is like a fantasy YA type of thing. Um, I actually found out after we'd watched it, but the book it's based off um, is like two series set in the same universe. Um, like a trilogy and then a duology. So like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings type. Basically, but what they did is they mashed it together. Right. So, you know, they have these two storylines. And I think it really didn't feel like it was mashed together. I mean... It felt like it flowed well. It flowed really well. I I mean, we, we have our thoughts. Yeah. We have our which thoughts. Which we'll come to. <laughs> but I just, I do think um, the kind of storyline and the structuring of it was, was quite nice. And it moved fast. And it felt slightly different to your normal, because basically it's about this girl called Alina, uh, and she's basically something called a sun summoner, which is basically like the uh, the thing that solves everyone's problems. But she's a Grisha. Yes. Which is so like in this a magic world, person. Yeah. So there's yeah. non-magic people, mm. and then there's magic people. So they're muggles. <laughs> well, it's highlighting sort of discrimination there, right? I mean, She's there's a lot of politics upon. there. I think that's the stuff I'm really interested in. The whole map stuff, you know, me and James, we love a good map, don't we, James? We oh, love a good map. The Game of Friends map. Oh, well, the Westeros map. <sighs> but yeah, it's basically like, I mean, I don't really want to go into it. In, watch it if you enjoy. Mm-hmm. But there's this nation that's been divided by this 
fold, which is just some darkness, yeah. and that causes lots of political stuff. And Alina uh, can fix a fold, yeah, basically. It's a permanent overcast, and yeah. you like can't really see. And there's like demons. <laughs> permanent overcast. And there's like <laughs> just Scotland, basically. <laughs> And yeah also the demons yeah, yeah the overcast yeah, yeah, yeah. is the worst part but the demons are pretty bad too and when you travel through this sort of fold it's like this shit like cloud black cloud type mm. substance um it looked wicked to be fair you get attacked by these sort of demons that like attack you and you just die basically yeah and you just so die. it affects trade you know you know making it all political or what why it affects this world um and then you've got the witch hunter it's like a very complex universe but I think it was explained really well. I think that, yeah, that what I was saying is basically that could have been a very simple kind of hero story, right? With Alina, whatever. But adding the other part of it, so there's the, this group of crows. They're not real crows. <laughs> that would have been really interesting. <laughs> no, it's like a group of, um, I guess, like tricksters, not tricksters. What's the right word? Uh... Basically, like, they're trying to sell, uh, get kidnap Alina and get a lot of money for her, basically. Yeah. And that added so much to the story. But anyway, thoughts, James? So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say my main positive for Shadow mm. and Bone, which is I really like the lore. I really like the world and the world building in a way. I did like the powers and I think it had a, a nice concept that I could like, I could really learn to love. Like, like Game of Thrones, they had like nice sort of factions of people, which you know already had that divide and the conflict was. Yeah. Uh, I I particularly enjoyed. Um, I for. So Alina initially in the story didn't know she was a Grisha. Didn't know she was this, uh, I guess godforsaken person who's. <laughs> who's got this God <laughs> who's got this amazing basically light a saint out. right they yeah. call her a saint and she's there to solve the whole this world's problems and then she finds out maybe a few episodes in I think the progression between her there to get like actually using her powers was a little slow and I understand you have to world build right but I just don't think it was executed very well and actually what also happened then was she the power creep she got just so powerful really quickly mm. and i'll caveat that with there was this sort of magic deer that amplified her a bit but i actually think she she just got really powerful really quick when she hadn't had this training to sort of deal with this magnitude of power basically mm. and one of the main issues i had was dialogue yes i think you know when you watch these things you need to understand it is for a younger audience however as on the Final Shots podcast, we, we agree. You shouldn't really talk down to young people. It doesn't yeah. really help the story. Uh, and people are smarter than that. Um, and I think it's hard to compare something like this to something like Game of Thrones. Hard to compare anything to something like Game of Thrones. But it was kind of frustrating because I feel like the characters were great. The storyline was great. To be honest, the production was really good. Mm -hmm. So clearly had the money. And like, like I said, I think the adaptation, I haven't read the books from what I've heard... The way it was adapted was great. I just the right, you know, it was the, missing something, right? Was, that magic. It was something. just a little too cheesy, you know. I like mm. a bit of cheese. I like a bit of you know trying to save the goat rather than <laughs> kill it type of stuff, you know. People who have watched *Born the Sun*, but I just there was just a bit too too much cringe. 
yeah. in my opinion. It was it was definitely like look, we're not against cringe. We yeah. love Riverdale. But it needs to we own up the cringe love though. It did yes. so it wanted to be something serious in a way. Yeah. With some funny and moments. It had so much potential. Like so much potential. And I really did enjoy it. I think if you let yourself get carried away with it, you will enjoy it. But it was a bit I think with <laughs> many shows, the potential of the show made it just a little bit more disappointing that maybe the execution wasn't quite there. Um, Especially in the end. I think the rest of it I could deal with, but, like, you know, when they're trying to wrap up and they're yeah. doing these, like, monologues and it's just a bit much. And just, I guess, with that, the acting on a few yeah. of the actors wasn't quite Ooh. up to scratch. But I had a theory, didn't I, James? Because, you know, I, I watched these YouTube commentaries and everyone was saying, Shannon Bird's really good. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we went in also knowing that people liked it and knowing it had a really high score, well, to be fair, which may have affected our harshness. When we watched the trailer, mm. I was really excited. And mm. that's one thing that ruined for me because I knew she had this power, mm. but it took us so long to really see that power. Mm. So really, like, and that's one thing, actually, just as a general sort of point that, trailers nowadays give away too much yeah. i don't think it gave too much it, was quite, but yeah. it just gave a taste of potentially her magnitude of power and then for for them to be quite slow and well firstly revealing she had the power and also just using it just a little disappointing especially because i didn't have enough to grip me in in the first few episodes but i also think there's a, there's an element of um yeah what we were saying before is the so the people who were commenting on it were american commentators and i do think as a british audience listening to people with british accents or english accents sorry um you do feel the cringiness a lot more like i'm sure if they had american accents i'd have been like oh yeah this is normal show but they just kind of ended up sounding like someone i knew who went to drama school do you know what i mean like it was a bit and i think that is it's interesting to think about it like that because I do think that kind of affects us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, is that all on Shadow and Bone? Uh, I, just one last point. I think it did leave it on a nice cliffhanger that the bad guy with the shadow powers, I can't remember his name, Alexander, oh no, he was oh, hot, Alexander. wasn't he? Oh, well, well you know, right. Prince Caspian, right? Ah, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, so we thought he died because one of his, uh, you know, the demons in the fold ate him. But, he survived and now he's got an army of shadow fighters. So that actually is quite I exciting. So it was quite it. a good cliffhanger. So I'll give it that. So if season two comes out, I'm not opposed to watch it. I was just a little disappointed because I actually thought it would be quite good. Yeah. And I think you really need to just let yourself go with it because just otherwise it. it's quite hard yeah. to, you know, it's quite easy to be taken out of it when you when you hear some of the phrases that they've come up with. Um, but you know, sorry, enough about Shadow and Bone because this really is a Twilight podcast, <laughs> is it not? Uh, and we'd be doing it a service if, oh, if we're doing didn't, so well. Didn't do I want to say at least bit. half an hour in, <laughs> going strong. No, I promise next one, next one we won't, yeah. But I was just, you know, I was kind of. I was trying to avoid Twilight and it just, it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. But basically this is actually a blend of two of my interests. Oh, great. Um, Twilight and BTS. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm a BTS fan because BTS fans would probably rip me apart for not being a good enough fan. But I do enjoy BTS music. All fans are 
all fans. You can't judge the it's fandom true. of it. It's true. Fine, I am a BTS fan. <laughs> Thank you very much, James. Um, <laughs> but basically, this old clip resurfaced from this BTS uh, like behind the scenes interview type of thing. Uh, it's actually quite old. It was from their run days for any BTS fans out there. Um, <laughs> over my head. And there was just a Q and A. It was just a Q and A, and basically, Jin from BTS was asked, um, "Name three fairy tales involving werewolves." James. Uh, Twilight. <laughs> and that was exactly his answer, <laughs> which was amazing. I mean, I would have thought he'd go like Red Riding Hood, you know. Oh, yeah. No, you, I mean, you're right. Well, we were, we are we talking, were about, talking it, about it, to be it. fair. There's a lot of fairy tales involving wolves, right? Yeah. And for him to come straight out, he is, he must be a Twilight super fan. He you know? must be. He must be a Twilight super fan. Um, so then the official Twilight account changed their <laughs> Twitter bio to the official Twitter account of that fairy tale involving wolves. Wow. So that is a nice little Venn diagram of two of my favorite things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought, as this is, actually, sorry, as this is not the Twilight podcast, I would still like to have some elements of Twilight every of week. Every yeah. week. Just an update, you know, because so much is happening, you know. It's not a dead franchise or anything. Oh, really? Uh, is no, that no, is no, that no. the There's so much happening. consensus within the fandom? Twilight, the booming uh I mean, franchise. it is. The, <laughs> the Twilight revolution is going to happen. <laughs> but also... I, mean, I guess it's following on to Batman now. James, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, but yes, I guess the next item because I'm yeah, got... speaking of action. Speaking of action, um, John Wick, John Wick Four. Oh, John Wick Four. Um, so I've seen John Wick One, and you've seen John Wick Two and Three. Uh, one and two. Oh, I thought you hadn't seen one. No, I've seen one. I'm and thinking two. of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, so we should watch John Wick 3 then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that, that's And 2. Good, well, we just watch 2 first. And oh, then... yeah, true, true, true. Uh, but John Wick 4. Yeah. So I think, I don't know what must have happened in John Wick 4, but maybe his, like, neighbour's cat's dead or something. <laughs> something must have happened. I think he stepped on a snail. Oh, and then he's shit. like, shit, who laid this there? Then he... I would watch that, to be fair. <laughs> oh, that would be wicked. Um, but John Wick 4, I just wanted to mention because it has um, a familiar face in it. Okay. And I... y- you know this, James. But I think you've forgotten it, so the reveal will be on the podcast. Okay. Donnie Yen. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Did you know that already? You... I remember I, yeah, now. Yeah, I yeah, told yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Donnie Mr. Yen, it Man himself. Man. That's amazing. That's going to be really interesting. Because, I mean, I don't really know exactly what the storyline will be, but I think he's heavily featured. Um, Sounds like the action's going to be amazing. We're not there to watch. See, okay, going back to Shadow and Bone, because we just have to now. <laughs> Shadow and Bone wants to be something that had, I feel, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. wants to feel like it is a series that has good dialogue, has good acting. With John Wick 4, the actor doesn't even need to be amazing, though, to be honest, it's a great performance. And the dialogue is, you know, relatively simple. It, it knows what it needs to be, a great action movie. Shadow mm. and Bone is in that in-between, which has great potential, but not quite delivering on either this really funny, making fun of itself type of fantasy uh, drama mm. or this serious, 
we have to save the world type thing. Mm. It can't commit to one of the two. Yeah, it just doesn't quite get that tone right, I think. Yeah. But yeah, John Wick. <laughs> I Not don't, too I don't shit think on Shadow have... and Bone anymore. <laughs> yeah. But... yeah, I don't think John Wick has ever had an issue with tone, you know? No. Uh, but also not to shit on John Wick. Like, the acting in John Wick is amazing. I'm fairly sure Keanu Reeves, at least in the movie I watched, the first one, I think he says maybe two lines of dialogue. <laughs> and yet you see the full range mm. of emotion in that man. And also for a thing that seems... Somewhat trivial. I completely disagree. It's not somewhat trivial. But you don't normally see in an action movie, this guy killed my dog. I'm going to murder all these fucking people. Um, He makes it so believable. And I'm like, yes. How dare you, you know? I mean, that was heartbreaking to be fair with the dog. Should not offend Mr. Reeves. Is what? (sighs) You don't mess with man's dog, James. No, you don't. You don't mess with man's dog. Gosh, that was, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for all the John Wick movies because I actually loved one. I only saw it really recently. Um, so, yeah, we need we need some John Wick education on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Donnie Yen, gonna be mad. That's gonna be fantastic. I mean, last time we saw him, what was he in? <laughs> I'm guessing you're not referencing Rogue One, are you? No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is racist. He was in Mulan, right? I thought I thought he was in Mulan. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was the commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, not his best work. But it's hardly in it, I feel, was it? I just feel I like Donnie Yen deserved more. Well, I mean, I guess it's one of those sad not I don't know about sadly, but maybe in movies which, you know, majority are sort of white actors mm. or you know, I like a, I don't really want to bring race in so, too much sometimes. But... Is this not a race podcast, James? <laughs> what is uh... a? <laughs> I feel like last week we realised we were so great at talking about race, we actually forgot our own race as that. Yeah. So... <laughs> but it's one of those where because Mulan is you know an Asian film, yeah, they had to just include, I guess, one of the more well-known Asian actors. I'm great. And great, if they'd have done it, great, you know? Yeah. I'd have loved to see Donnie Yen fucking kicking some ass in Mulan. But I didn't. He just sat around for a bit and it was disappointing. I, I mean, the whole Mulan... Chi, though, so... <laughs> the whole Mulan movie was... I mean, I mean we could probably... Too much chi. Too much chi. <laughs> we could probably do a whole podcast just on that, on my opinions, at least. <laughs> Maybe another on one that on fantastic oak. It's, it was fine. It was enjoyable. Oh, Good scenery. Don't, don't get me right. started. Don't get me started. Okay. Okay. Let's move it on. Move. But any any other thoughts on John Wick for? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay. Um. And one thing I'm actually also low key excited for that we haven't got oh, around to watching. God. What a segue. <laughs> Do you get it, James? I don't know oh, if you no. get the joke. Do you oh, get the joke? I get it. It was a marvellous joke. joke. <laughs> so good. Wow. Have you, you heard anything much with reviews? Oh, dear. The I like vision, the vision you there, have... though. Oh. Um, no, I'm trying to stay off it because I feel like from Shadow of Bone, I've learned, just go in and watch it. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we actually haven't got around to watching it yet. No, I mean, we haven't watched Falcon and the We Winter started Soldier. it. We started it. And a great I, first episode. I, I thought, thought it was a great first episode. I was really not looking forward to Falcon it. Falcon was broke, which makes the most sense of all the Marvel heroes. <laughs> which one would you say broke? Falcon. <laughs> I just feel like with... I was so not looking forward to it because I was like, these are the, like, B actors... Yeah. You know uh, I mean? C. Ooh. It's definitely C, right? If, if I mean, a Hawkeye is, Robbie... is B, isn't it? <laughs> See, Hawkeye is the most try-hard C, 
So he's like a B. Uh, no, I mean, he's he's the most broke A, if that makes sense. Do you mm. know what I mean? He was the original Marvel, but mm, was he though? Yeah. Was he though? Um, but yeah, it was honestly a big surprise with how good it was. Yeah. I don't know if it keeps that direction, but it was an interesting take to see like mm. his unwillingness to also... Well, I don't know. Just because you're superior doesn't mean you should just get money. But I don't know if someone who... Look, in, in the Marvel world, politics aside, the superiors are meant to, you know, they're saving the world. Yeah. Great, thank you. You shouldn't be broke. Like, I feel like there should, at least in that world, I know Tony Stark, well, I guess, is dead by then. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> a bit like that, uh, a bit like that. <laughs> surely working for under Stark Industries, you know, you get... A little something. That's know? true. He could have just something. he should he could have just given a bit over, you know? Yeah, what? Just a little bit. It was just a bit rude. He can't even fix his broken boat. He's got so many rich friends. Yeah. Could they not you know, it's just rude. He's he needs to find better friends, to be yeah. honest. He needs to find better friends. Do better. Sell his Marvel. wings. I don't know. <laughs> Sell his wings. I mean it's true he doesn't even have any powers. Well, yeah. His power is something he bought. I think he got oh, broke because he bought the he fucking can't buy wings. that, clearly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am very excited yeah, for Loki. We'll watch that. We'll give a little review, see how we... Because well, Tom Hiddleston's great as Loki, so mm. it should be awesome. I think probably one of the favourite Marvel characters. characters. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you there. I mean, Iron Man, as a performance, is great as well, I think. Uh, but Loki... But I, to... I guess Iron Man is high key praise. Loki's a little low key praise. We get worried. Have I overdone it now, James? Blades of Glory. <laughs> yes, our sports movie of last week. So let's. Was you excited for this movie? I was not. I was not. I went into it and haven't seen it. I mean, it was out in like two thousand seven, but I remember when it came out, and. I don't remember reception being great. I think it was a lot of, you know, people were very hyped because Dodgeball was a great movie. And everyone was like, oh, okay, this is another Dodgeball. And it wasn't. And it wasn't another Dodgeball. That doesn't mean it wasn't fucking amazing. So I, I went in thinking it was awful. And it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was that kind of 2007 humour that we haven't seen in a while. And it was quite nice. It knows it's meant to be funny and make fun of itself, unlike mm. Shadow and Bone, mm. as we've touched upon. But, oh you know, we, let's not start James, that again. James! I've clearly got some unresolved You've issues. You've clearly got a bone to pick with it. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> Blaze of Glory. I was expecting a awful... I mean, cringy movie. Mm. And so much so, maybe I just wasn't looking forward to it. So, you know, we dragged watching it. Yeah. But then... Will Ferrell was in it. Mm. You're not a lot of actors. Like, you know, I mean, great. Napoleon Dynamite. Will yeah. Ferrell and Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And then you've got Pam from The Office. Yeah. You've got Bojack Horseman. Oh, my God. His, <laughs> who, whoever decided to cast him as horse needs to get an Oscar. <laughs> who decides hearing his voice? Oh, no. I mean, now I hear it. I just think mm. of a horse. But that is great casting. Yeah. And Amazing. I will say Bojack Horseman is like one of my favourite shows of all time. Um, and you know what? I think we should do a podcast just for Project Horseman. Sounds amazing. One just for Mulan to shit on it, and one just to praise <laughs> Project Horseman. Uh, but then also, uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, Leslie Knope. Leslie Knope. 
The one and only. The one and only. It was it was so funny. It was actually so funny. And it it kind of made me excited about roller skating. It was awesome. <laughs> ice skating. Yes, ice skating. That's what I meant. <laughs> it was so funny I forgot what sport. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's you know, it's it's the thing where I think with in general with Will Ferrell, I think sometimes he can go over, but I think in general he just he gets the perfect balance, you know, with the with okay, it's funny and ridiculous, but it's also not too ridiculous, I'm just mm. like cringing, right? Yeah, I think sometimes like you said you expect Will Ferrell to be this like amazingly funny guy. Mm. But sometimes at least for me personally. Yeah. Doesn't quite connect. I don't think you've watched this, but when I watched Get Hard... <laughs> I have not watched it. Yeah. Honestly, wasn't the biggest fan, yeah. I, if, I, if I'm honest. But in this movie, he was it, was... it was just really, really well performed. And his character as this sort of womanising and then ended up alcoholic, cocky, confident mm. figure... Skater. Skater. <laughs> very well done. Um, had really good chemistry with the other main character. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Exactly. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> who was a bit more sort of, I don't know if uptight's the right word, but like more structured, a bit less, a bit more shy. Yeah, I mean, he was like repressed as a child type of yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was hilarious and it was just a lot of fun. And I feel like for me, I haven't seen a good comedy like that in a while. And, you know, maybe people don't think it's good, but we liked it. So. And sometimes, uh, pain humor. Don't know if that's quite the (laughs) Slapstick. Slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes a man getting kicked in a ball, just (laughs) that as a joke just hits well. And in this movie, it happened twice and it still got me. I just think after the year we've had, we just needed yeah. we needed a bit of Will Ferrell, to be yeah. honest. Um, they kept yeah. their heads and they performed well. <laughs> if you've watched the movie, you uh, will understand what I meant now. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, let's see if the next one will live up. James, okay. oh, honestly, is, it, is it my turn? I just want to say, oh, yeah, carry on. of the movies we've watched, this might have been the, my oh, best so far. Oh, okay. I, I've been, I just really enjoyed it. Even and better than the enough. original Marvel movie. <laughs> <sighs> that was like, groundbreaking that was like the most amazing sort of realization mm. but enjoyment i don't think of the movies as much blaze of glory yeah. maybe top i think we may have to do maybe in 10 podcasts then we need to rank the 10 we've i watched. think so i think so okay. um i also think you know i'm hoping i'm gonna pick up dodgeball and see how you think wow, of that because yeah. i'm like if you like blaze of glory I'm not trying to overhype dodgeball here it probably isn't as good as i remembered it because i watched it when it came out and yeah. i was Probably a bit too young, <laughs> but I loved it. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Okay. I, I, th- I watched it a couple of times because I remember we watched it in PE once. <laughs> we just... What? Oh, I mean, while well, she was doing dodgeball? Uh, no, it was just like rainy. So, oh, so it, was... <laughs> it was indoor PE day. Did you not have a hall where you could just 
play dodgeball instead? I think the hall was being used. Oh, so, so... you were in a class for PE? Yeah, no, we had that a couple of times. Another time we watched Coach Carter. We also watched Step Up. PE was great. <laughs> in our school where <laughs> no one wanted to actually do it. It was amazing. Um, that's probably what inspired this podcast, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know, back in the recesses of my mind. Uh, is it my go? I think so. Okay. So I'll shake it up, up a little bit. And uh, you pick. Okay, please be dodgeball, please be dodgeball. And we can't watch dodgeball until we pick it now, so... I know, I'm very upset about that. I wanted to watch it straight after. Hoosiers! Isn't that the band? <laughs> it is the band. This sounds Canadian to me. I mean, I put these in, but I actually don't remember it. Okay, it's from 1986. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> It's an American sports film. Um, okay. Should I read you the... Should I read you the... Please. Okay. Oh, also, it made $28 million at box office. And... Um, In 1986, that's pretty good. I maybe want to say. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's average. In I terms think of... that's pretty... Blades of Glory was like a six. I know, but what I mean is, so it's possible that it could be funny. To be fair, I don't think it's a funny film, right? So so... it's harder for funny films to get higher ratings, in my opinion. If if a funny film was nine, because it's obviously funny Mm. is quite subjective. Yeah. That would be But this is a serious film, so yeah, I guess a seven. means it's a good film, not a bad film. Temperamental Norman Dale runs the basketball program of a high school in an Indiana town. Seeking to rectify his past, he tries to forge a winning team with an alcoholic assistant coach, Shooter. Is that ben just... Affleck? No. Sorry, I should... Okay. <laughs> I... I, know what you're a... doing. I know what you're talking about. Where he is a drunk. Yeah, it came say? out last year, I think. There was a Ben, oh, ben Affleck okay. basketball movie. I don't think it came out. Yeah, maybe not in the 80s, yeah, okay. sorry. You know. Um, <laughs> but I see where you're yeah, going. I see okay, where you're cool. going. No, um... Yeah, okay. I It does just sound like Coach Carter, but I love okay. Coach Carter. All right. So, so there we go. There we go. I'm excited for this one. I feel like we have we, had, we haven't done a basketball yet. Uh, we have not done a basketball, no. <laughs> We've done, what was our first one? Cheerleading? Um, baseball? Baseball. Tennis? Tennis. Ice skating? Basketball, we haven't had a repeat yet. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Great stuff. And next week will also be dodgeball, so there we go. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, well, thank you for this podcast today, James. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. And uh, have a great day, everyone. Have a great day. Signing out. <laughs>